Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of the Lori and Julia Show. My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining me. We'll give you a chance this hour when you hear the hot ticket sounder coming up this hour. We'll give you a chance to call in and win a couple of VIP tickets to the big Bachelorette finale viewing party. That'll be Monday night at the Chart House in Lakeville. So those ears open. Thank you so much. So Kate McKinnon and Mila Kunis, their uh, movie comes out tomorrow, The Spy Who Dumped Me. Us Weekly gives it three stars out of four. The review goes like this. Stop right there, Bond Bourne and Ethan Hunt. Stop right there. Um, In The Spy Who Dumped Me, Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon show all those debonair international men of mystery how to get the job done while serving up a trunk load of laughs. Wow, that's way better than the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, well, this is a woman, Mara Reinstein. Remember, the spy who dumped me is going to be like Ocean's 8 and Mamma Mia. The women are going to love it. Mm -hmm. And some of the men are not going to like it, and it's going to bring the ratings down. But this reviewer goes on to say they play longtime best friends who skip all over the globe to thwart the bad guys. And... Mila Kunis's character has been dating Drew Justin Thoreau, who is terribly miscast. Oh. I love that. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that. Love that. Yes. And uh, uh, but anyway, they, she just said they are funny, and I'm not just saying amusing dialogue in an amusing way. Comedy seeps out of their pores. McKinnon, the SNL Emmy winner, delivers. Each cut with droll sensibility or two-second takedown on the laborious cheesecake factory factory menu had my screening room howling in laughter. I expect her to lead her own comedy vehicle in 5432 is the deal signed yet. She's She's that good. She's hysterical. And Mila Kunis is the straight woman. Mm -hmm. And we all loved... um, Melissa McCarthy's spy movie. Oh, this that was hysterical. Yeah, beyond. Yeah, so I think this movie is going to do really well, Probably, and yeah. I'm excited that this reviewer and um, this reviewer for Us Weekly said, you know, the other thing about this movie, incredible friendship is a pleasure to watch, and not just because these two characters balance each other out. They never once turn on each other in stereotypical. 
girl on girl bickering. Yes, they reveal oh. each other's deep down shameful romance secrets, but only because they're bound in ropes and a Euro female ex Olympian gymnast is threatening to kill them using backflips. It sounds so fun. It does. So here's Kate McKinnon on um, the Today Show. She seems like she would be intimidating to interview because it's a tough interview because she's mm-hmm. always on well you know? and not only that but sort of her face and when you look at her you're just like i think of jeff sessions and then i think of hillary clinton i think of some of her impersonations <laughs> oh, she's, she's yeah. so funny yeah okay so let's play the first one you guys have crazy chemistry we really do it just happened instantly she's an incredible person she said she signed on because of you and when I found that out, I was like, oh, my God, what do you mean? I could be with who? <laughs> because, you know, if you're an American, you're a lifelong fan of Mila Kunis. Yes. Everyone loves Mila Kunis because she's probably the most lovable person in the world. And when I met her, I didn't know. I thought, oh, she looks wonderful. Yeah. But you never know what someone's really like. And she really is the most down-to-earth, smart, good gal. Aww. So Isn't that remember, we said I fell in love with her. Yeah. So you can't fake that kind of chemistry. No, right? you can't. You can't do no. it. So uh, let's play the next one talking about Kate McKinnon's cat. You make people laugh. What makes you crack up? Like, what's. Oh my gosh. Somebody said you're, something with your cat makes you crack up. Well, yeah. So my cat has these two. Every cat has two top teeth, but mine only has one. Oh. Right. So his lip gets I caught. I didn't know that either. <laughs> Bottom tooth. So often I'll just look over at him and he's looking at me like this. And um, he looks so angry. And God, it makes me laugh. Every time I look at him, I laugh. She never knew. No, that. I never knew cats. Do cats only have two front teeth. Look at, we're yeah, gonna have to inspect that even at the cat. Cat's teeth. As you know, a that's fact. a week from tonight. Oh, the I cat know. Video festival. Yes. And we better have right. all this gray sky gone, gone, yeah, gone for that. Cats yeah. have. Oh, well, they have those big... Oh, my God. Well, you have the two longer ones, don't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Who knows? Oh, we'll okay. be sure to look. They uh, have less teeth than dogs. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is random thoughts. <laughs> I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to move <laughs> things along. I totally knew that, but the best part of this whole interview is Hoda forgot yeah. her key... Her, Cards. Yes. Her yes, her did. questions, questions yes. over somewhere else and she's just laughing hysterically. Yeah, yeah, and I she's know it. so infectious. Hoda just is having the best time. Yeah, she is. And then uh, I guess yesterday we found out when Mila was sitting down, Mila Kunis is not on social media, even though you know her husband was like the first person to reach a million, million followers on Twitter. Twitter, yeah. yes. But so here's Kate McKinnon on social media. You are not on social media. Mila said the same thing. She's not on it. What's the story? Are you guys just not, you're just not interested in what people are talking about or you don't care or what? I love to know what people, I love to know the haps. Yes. But um, the thing is, I I just, you know, when it it started happening, it just was not in my nature to post a picture. I I don't know why. I don't judge it. I think it's a wonderful thing that does wonderful things for people and brings people together who need to be brought together. But I also just, it just was not for me. Do you ever look on there and see what's happening? Do you ever troll? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. 
<laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> oh, she's That's like laughing. a great answer. Oh, she's laughing it so hard. people together that need to be brought mm-hmm. together. I know, I know. It's just <laughs> such a great answer. Okay, so here's Kate McKinnon on, of course, you got to ask her, you know, because she is an Emmy Award winning. Yes, she is. And again, nominated this year for SNL. She is, since, really, since Kristen Wiig left. Yeah, she's. The breakout star. 100%. You know, you can't wait yeah. to see what she's going to do. She's so good. All right, here we go. You've done tons and tons of impressions, right? I have. What do you, like, what are your, what are your top two? Like, what are your go-tos that you love to do the most? Oh, my gosh. I mean, right now, I yeah. like to do the Attorney General Jeff Sessions. She's so good. Because I get, there's this thing that I can do with my mouth yeah. that actually Mila thinks is the grossest thing. <laughs> what is And it? I would do, it's this. <laughs> so, the whole it. summer, if she looked away, I would do this, and then she would look back and go, ah, ah, don't do it, please don't do it. <laughs> she hated it. Oh, my God, she hated it. Oh, we had a good time. Uh, how do you work? Do you? How long does it take you to perfect one of those good ones? Um, well, uh, you know, sort of a short amount of time because you, things happen so quickly. Right, but then it, it happens over a period of episodes, you know, and oh it's just... God. What she what did, okay, no. it's hysterical, Because Lori. I was watching it. It's him. hysterical. So what she can do, and I've never, and I tried to do it. She her. brings her upper lip up, and be, the space between the bottom of your nose and your upper lip, she can make it wrinkle and actually put in dimple, d- dimples in that little area there. Like, she can do a dimple. It's yeah. like she, her lips are dry, wow. and she can just lift her lip up, but she puts dimples above her lips, and it kind of looks like a a doggy it face. It gives her an elfin face. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Which like, Jeff, like Session Jeff Sessions has yeah. an yes. elfin and face. And it's so, and I sat and tried to do it, yeah, I was out here this it. morning, but yeah. she's just funny. She is funny. And I want to see this movie. I do too. It looks so good. Because next week so we have good. Crazy Rich Asians coming out. And I've got a little something about that movie. Yes. Do we still have time? Yes, we do. Okay, so Crazy Rich Asians is coming out, and it's so good, people. But um, there's a story in The Hollywood Reporter today about why Crazy Rich Asians turned down massive cash from Netflix. They didn't, so. Kevin Kwan. Yeah, Kevin Kwan. And the director, John Chu, wanted to make sure that audiences initially encountered their film, the first to feature an all-westernized Asian cast since 1993's The Joy Joy Luck Club Club in theaters, not at home. I agree. We needed this to be an old-fashioned cinematic experience, not for fans to to sit in front of TV and press a button. And to show Hollywood that this is a movie that people will turn out to Mm -hmm. see. It'll Mm -hmm. be huge box office. The trilogy Mm -hmm. of books were amazing. I'm so glad because there is, it does seem like a show uh, lands with little fanfare on Netflix, particularly movies. They all do. They do. And and, and it went on. You know, I'll get to it when I get to it. Whereas if it's in the movie theater, you're like, I got to go see. Like, I want to see this on the big screen. Yes. Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, yes. And he said, and they went on to say, taking it to the theater is a symbol that Hollywood, the Hollywood studio system thinks it has value. And we were all in a position in our careers where we didn't need the money, Mm -hmm. you know, flat out. And he said, um, it puts us emotionally all in and we up the stakes and, and I, then they can get the second yeah. book made and the third book made yeah. and yeah good for them i'm glad they did that and you're right Lori. the movies land with little fanfare i mean i have no i've never seen it i mean it was like mudbound, mudbound. was a netflix yeah one, but you just sort of just watch it when you watch it and it it's not a it's not an 
it's not a must-see. It's not something people are experiencing at the same time. Yes. Like when a movie is released, you yes. just... Unless it's like The Crown or something. Yeah. I still haven't even finished that. I mean, yeah. you really can get ADD with Netflix. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you see it at home, blah, blah. And yeah. Crazy Rich Asians is for the big screen. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. so, too. Just just for the the visual sights alone in oh. that story. I'm really excited about this. I know, one. that's going to be a fun one. Um, Dakota Fanning, I don't know why she's talking. Well, oh, she, she's in The Alienist. That's her TV yes. show. Did yeah. you watch that, Donnie? I did. I watched it all. I thought it was very good. You did? Yeah. Okay. She's kind of cute. So she, she was in a corset for seven or eight months for right. a movie that she's making. No, no it it's was for The, the Alienist because yeah. it takes place in the eight, late Okay, 1800s. I didn't even know what it's about. Yeah. So she yeah. said... At the beginning of corset, when she had to wear the corset, she's like, oh my gosh, you can't breathe all the way down, you can't bend, you have to stand up a certain way, blah, 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 blah. But by wearing a corset for seven months, it changed her body. Like, to the good or the bad? by the end of the corset training period, like, she doesn't even say either way, but she, at the end of it, could just slip it on herself, and it wasn't that big of a deal, so maybe to the good, but she already seems like... Such a young woman with no flab on her body anyway. I don't know why she'd need it. Mm. But she just said it was interesting. It squishes your organs. We well, know that. If we you met a woman permanently. We met a woman who'd been in corset training for 15 years. years. And what it did, it, it pushed all of her organs down to her guntal area. Yeah. <gasps> and she had I a, like the guntal area. It's a guntal area. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she, and she had, had, she had, she this, had this pouch. And, and then yeah. around, her waist, right under her yeah. rib cage, it was... was 15 inches and she was in it for 25 years. Uh-huh. One of those, teeny. it was teeny. Like, we had a hard time not staring. Nope. Because we were like, what? What was is that? I've that? got a secret. Yes, I've got a secret. secret. Yeah, we had a hard time not not just we staring at her and asked a lot of questions. Yes, we did. <laughs> now, <laughs> what? That. Why would you do that? Yeah, was a right. key one. All right, listen, we'll be right back with the dirt alert. This is a my talk dirt alert. Hey everybody, Holly Hollywood is here with the Dirt Alert. Elizabeth has gone all week on vacay. Yes, she is on vacay, enjoying her friends and family, and we're here enjoying our 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 company family, our friends and family. The my talk friends and family. It's Donnie's birthday today, and Donnie's birthday. Oh my gosh! We're giving him crap that we know him so well. Not really. Not really. Enigma. Donnie is a puzzle wrapped in an enigma, surrounded by a mystery. Exactly. Hey, let's do some music okay. news. Let's do a little music taste test. This is exciting, and this is trending online this afternoon. Robin, you know Robin the singer? Dancing I on my own. Dancing on oh, my own. I love that song. Well, she's back with her first new single in about eight years, I think. Do we we dance no to this song okay. over and over on at- the float at Gay Pride. Oh, got and it, you got were it. going, I love this song. Oh, my God, I don't love this song. It was Robin <laughs> dancing on my own. Uh, well, this song is called Missing You. And this is her first new song in quite some time. And she revealed that she's releasing a new album this year. So if you love Robin, mm-hmm. fantastic news this afternoon. So let's take a little listen to her new song called Missing You. There's this empty space you left behind. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I like it. She has an upbeat auto tune. She does. She does have upbeat auto tune. Donnie, the song you should try and find is Kim Zolciak's new song, Wig oh. I Am. Oh, no. oh, oh, please find it. Okay. Please. Should you find it, Donnie? Yes. Party for the Party was kind of a uh-huh. catchy hit. It was. You gotta Wig admit it. I oh, am. Lord. Wig okay. I Am. Wig I Am, I think, is her new song. Is this a Dr. Seuss song? I absolutely <laughs> yeah. am. That's good. It, I <laughs> absolutely <laughs> can't wait she's to hear it. To, she's just trying to make some money. Corey's no longer a football player. Oh, that's he true. He isn't, and he doesn't. Uh, she has like to dress. Children. She's what? got her breast implants coming out for money. Yeah. She's oh. going to get them put back in for another money. Yeah, she <laughs> did an Instagram yeah. poll on yeah, what breast she should get. Oh. Yeah. You could vote. I think it was like double mm-hmm. Ds or just regular yeah. Ds. That is just weird. <laughs> I mean, it's Kim Zolciak. Yeah, Come on, yes. she is weird. Uh, I know that you guys were talking a little bit about the world of movies before we went to break with Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Very exciting. Well, other hot news in the world of movies today. We're getting our first official look at Linda Hamilton in the Terminator reboot. So this is a new reboot, of course. We've had many Terminator movies before, but Linda Hamilton has not been involved since T2, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, all the way back in the early 90s. And is she what, same her character? Or she, yeah. she's just so, returning as herself? Yeah. So she's Let's Sarah see. Connor. Sarah Connor. Yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. She oh, yeah. good. She I like her choppy bob. Choppy bob, aviator glasses. Fat. And remember, in Terminator 2, what a phenomenon her, her physique body. was yes. in her, biz- her she was body. Muscular. When did that come out, the first one? Well, the first one came out in the 1984. Wow, and then, that long ago. Right, and in that first one, she was kind of the ditzy waitress right. that the Terminator mm-hmm. was trying to kill. And in Terminator 2... She comes back. Well, she's like a vigilante. She's been in the psych ward, and she's preparing herself for Judgment Day for mm-hmm. the Terminator to come back and to kill her. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of details. Yeah, on the and her, about that this. was like the first time we'd really we seen a muscular, woman with sculpted strong. arms and very. Like, and then Angela wow. Bassett in What's Love Got to Do with It. Oh, and the Tina Turner. Yeah, the movie. Tina Turner mm-hmm. movie because she was all fit. 
Yes, she certainly was. Uh, Michael Douglas in the news today talking about his son Cameron's battle with drug addiction. He said, my son's struggle was a nightmare. He said it was stressful for all involved and very painful and difficult. But the good news is, Michael Douglas says, I'm happy to say he's in wonderful shape now. Remember, Cameron served seven years in prison Mm. for a slew of drug charges. He was released in August of 2016. Uh, He was originally sentenced to five years for possession of heroin and selling meth in 2010. His sentence was extended after he admitted smuggling drugs into prison. Remember that? Yeah. Cameron's now a father to a little baby named Lua Izzy. He's uh, also getting into the acting business along with Dad Michael and Grandpa Kirk Douglas. So it seems like everything's on the up and up, which is really good news. Cameron looks so so much like his dad. Oh my gosh, yes. And he's got the old school 70s uh, aviator glasses kind of. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's he's looking good, and he's on the red carpet. It looks like for the red carpet of Ant Man and the Wasp with his dad. That movie came mm-hmm. out uh, earlier this month. Um, I don't know if you guys get mani pedis on the regular. Yes, I just got my first one in five months today. Oh, fresh and clean. Well, you got it in the afternoon, not at one in the morning like Beyonce. Apparently, she gets her manicures at one in the morning. After a concert. She probably has a foot soak. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this comes to us from celebrity manicurist Deborah Lippman. She has her own line uh, of nail nail polish. Mm -hmm. Well, she's talking to the cut. She said at one point in time, a couple of years ago, she got a call from Beyonce's people at one in the morning for an emergency mani-pedi. Apparently, Beyonce had a break in a late night recording session. Her people called Lippman, and then she went and did it. Oh, so, so she just did it that one yeah. time. Yeah, she did it that one time, but she but said she, she does do it, it on, on the tour. regular. Yeah. yeah, why not on tour? You'd be all wound up. And your feet would hurt. Oh my gosh. After all those high heels and everything she wears. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, now Deborah Lippman says that this is normal for musicians. They're nocturnal. Mm-hmm. And she says that oftentimes she would get calls and she would feel bad for rejecting these calls. So she wouldn't until her husband was like, hey, it's like two in the morning. What are you doing? Yeah. But she's like, I got to Did you find Wig I Am, Donnie? Oh. Yeah, I'm just checking the lyrics to be careful. <laughs> Oh, I okay. just so love the name talk. of it. So is that one's called Wig I Am? Kim uh, It's just called Wig. Oh, it is oh, just called Wig because that's what Nene Leakes calls her. I, I probably I can't believe there'd be bad words in Wig. Well, Neither can I. You never. She's know. looking to get the dance party. You know, she got played a lot in a lot of gay clubs. She did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the party like, for the party. Like yeah. Erica James. Erica Jane, yeah. Jane, But yeah, she's sorry. legitimate. Yeah, I know. She's le- legitimate. Well, while Donnie checks for swears okay. and uh, Kim Zolciak's I like it. I like it better uh, if she called it Wig I Am. <laughs> I do, too. I think that's a Sam great name. I am. Oh, my gosh. Uh, General Hospital might be getting a familiar face back to Port Charles. Your BFF Donna Mills is set to reprise her role as Madeline Reeves this month in General Hospital. She was on that show back in September 2015. That's the last time we saw Madeline after her character was carted off to the slammer for the murder of Silas. So now she's out. So now she's out. So that's good for Donna Mills. I'm and excited for her. It's just a little guest. Little, yeah, like yeah. It'll probably be like seven episodes yeah, or something. Just a fun just little summer like, fling. She doesn't need to be working that soap opera oh, grind. No, no she is just, Donna Mills. Yes, she, she just is Donna Mills. Oh, we're not going to be able to hear that song, Donna. Yeah, I ran out of time. I uh, have to make it. There was a we've... concern about a certain word. <laughs> really? Yes. What was it? Be, the S word was Can't be anything up. Lori hasn't already said a million times I've never on the sworn air. out no. loud on the air except once. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pleading the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got Kenny with the traffic and we come back vintage scandal. Let's go down to Burnsville. This one's sponsored by USA Network and southbound I-35. Seeing congestion from... And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal.
It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. Okay, Donnie. <laughs> okay. I don't. I, I, I just need people to go with me on this, okay? Oh, oh boy. It's gonna, is it going to be a made-up vintage scandal? <laughs> no, it is not a made-up. You know, okay, so remember a few couple of weeks ago, I talked about, you know, the fact that Cher, Cher is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. And she doesn't care because she says, you don't, need a, you don't need a hall to rock, which is like a classic that Cher mm-hmm. quote. But it did just get me... Thinking, okay, because, um, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Jan Wenner is very much in charge of everything that goes on there, even though it's other people voting. Right. He's He was kind of over, he was the chairman of the board, as it were. Yeah, it started. So I thought, I wonder who else is being dissed beyond belief. And is there proof in the pudding that she is being dissed? Share? Mm-hmm. Well, we already did the share one. We well, know right. that okay. is just, okay, we can't figure it out, but she doesn't give a flying you-know-what, because, okay. to quote her, I don't need a hall to rock, okay? okay? Now, here is one that is a real head-scratcher. The first woman, just FYI, to be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was Aretha Franklin. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay so they started out oh, good. Makes sense. They started out with a bang. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and this will happen... Hopefully in the next five years, but it is kind of, you know, unbelievable. Um, and yes, she's she's been gone. How long has Whitney Houston been gone? 2014. So 2014, four years. four years. February 2014. So Whitney Houston is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. and um, It's longer than that, is it? Am I right on that date? Okay, all right, so she isn't? Yeah. No, she is not. Okay. And, um one of the things that, you know, of course, anyone who grew up in the 80s knows that Whitney Houston owned that decade with her big voice, yep. her and Michael Jackson and Madonna and Prince. I would say they were the four that owned the airwaves, right. the You're four right. big voices, radio, airplay, okay. inspirational songs. It was 2012, six years. Six years. Yeah. Okay. So she's still six years posthumously hasn't been inducted in the okay. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And pop divas have largely been overlooked. By the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Madonna went in class of 2008. It took Michael Jackson till 2001 and Prince till 2004. So Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is slow to recognize, you know, pop artistry and all that goes with that, you know. And it always threw me off because it's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, but... But But they honor all music types. That's right. So... Can I... Just a quick note. Yeah. Uh, and it, this doesn't apply to Whitney Houston, but it might have applied to Prince. You you cannot be inducted until twenty five years. Yes, after I know your that. First album. After your first album, yeah, I do okay. know that. Yeah, thank right. you for reminding us okay. of that. But yes, long past twenty five years for, for Whitney. Whitney. Yes, yes, Houston. And but the cupboard is very bare when it comes to solo women in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Madonna and Donna Summer, um, and Aretha Franklin are really, you know, the three that that have transcended, you know, pop music to other kinds of, you know, really big, in a big, big way. So Whitney Houston, in early in her career, she recorded a record run of seven consecutive number Number one singles, a feat that has never been matched. Okay? Never. I thought... I thought Katy Perry had 10. No, 
in a row, oh, okay. consecutive, not okay. to have like, you know, you can have that she had consecutive. She was on top of the one song, replaced the next song. Okay, got like it. Like that. Number okay. one to number Her, one. She replaced herself she, on the charts with the next basi- song. Okay. Basically. And okay. it's, so it's never been matched. She is the most impressive chart history of any artist not inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And um, her national anthem during the Gulf War in 91, that should put, could put her over the top. Yeah. That is the most memorable performance of the Star Spangled Banner in modern history. And it reached number 20 twice after it was released after September 11th. Wow. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and it won't last forever, but it's already been six years. And mm-hmm. it's just time that Whitney and even Rolling Stone itself in their top 100 Singers of all time dissed Whitney Houston and put her at number 56. They put Bono ahead of Whitney Houston. Julia, that should just outrage every diva in the world. Whitney Houston outsung by Bono? I, I don't think so. It's always the name that throws me. I know. It, but I, I mean, but hello, yeah. with her, how she, the emotion, dance, and you know what I mean? So anyway, so Whitney Houston is without compare, and I am tired. And also the other thing, her absence is noted from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, is after years of fighting for respect, she was one of the first to receive heavy rotation in MTV's early years. Remember, they didn't play black artists. You know, I mean, they were very slow to... Uh, beyond the program with, you know, Prince, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston. They did not. And uh, it's, do you have to just go with Donnie? And I know our musical history. Uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller was the first time MTV even played a video by a black artist. That's true. So Whitney, you know, she kicked that down and she has been basically the model for every R&B pop crossover artists since right. because her voice was that pure, that powerful, mm-hmm. and she was that good. So it's time. Just saying. And then, the, you know. Who knows Jan? Huh? Who knows Jan Warmer? I, I don't know. The, and of course, you know, who knows when Dolly Parton or Janet Jackson will ever get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because, you know, I mean, they'll bo- they both have a case uh, for being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, certainly. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Uh, both of them. I mean, 100 million album sales for Dolly Parton. Um, Janet Jackson, 160. She's influenced hundreds of artists. Both of those ladies also, you know, could go on the rock and roll. It's it's kind of its own little scandal. There are so many women who are like, what do you mean they're not in that? Like, Carol mm-hmm. King isn't even in it. You know, Tapestry. Right. I just listened to that, that album yesterday. That is considered one of the most Cat in, influential albums, uh, top 100 albums of all time. Absolutely. Well, it's a, it's an Tapestry. amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. It sold 25 million. Yes, it okay. sold 25 million. Tapestry sold 25 million uh, copies. That's in 1971. People had to buy records, kids. It's for all the young yeah. ones out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and of course she's in the Hall of Fame as a Brill songwriting yeah uh, partner or whatever. But I mean Ooh. she has influenced rock and roll with the songs. People are like, I didn't know Carol King wrote that song. I didn't know Carol right. King wrote that song. If you see the Carol King, beautiful. So I mean she's yeah. another one. Um, and uh, 
uh, you know, Patsy Cline isn't in there, and she was making the crossover from country, you know, both she and Loretta Lynn. They had movies about it. I mean, how many people I know, get but, movies? Uh, but why isn't being in the Country Music Hall of Fame it's, enough? It's, no, because it, there's just this inherent sexism about it that's right. very scandalous still. Got and it. it's clinging from all of all the other, it's just the big blanket that when we've just gotten so used to it, you know? <laughs> Just not getting our respect, Julia. Well, it started out. She did get her respect. I know. R-E-S-P-S-T. Well, she was the first one. Yep. But um, Well, that's interesting because I always see, I was always under the thing, it's rock and roll, it's rock and roll, it's rock and roll. But, no, you got to toss that right. out the window. I know you do. Yeah, it doesn't, it's it's yeah. music. It's music. It's yeah. pop, pop music, popular, whatever you want to call right. it. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I, I just think that if they wanted, they could just like, they could really start to look hip. And be with it by recognizing some women. Whitney, Miss Jackson, Dolly Parton, Carol King, Loretta Lynn, Big Mama <laughs> Thornton, who Elvis did her version of Hound Dog. Yeah, did you know that? As mm-hmm. a cover song for Elvis, yeah, a Big was. Mama Thornton. Why the hell isn't she in there? I don't. She's like rock and roll roots. For sure. For sure. I mean, Patsy Klein. I could go on and on, but I won't. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I'm just saying it is scandalous. I agree. The old-fashioned yes. sort of way that uh, it, that things have been viewed and that women... I'm so... This, like, they could do something revolutionary if they would, like, get some younger people and more hipper people that would right. be involved in the nominating process right. and not so futzy. I don't know who these old white men are that are doing the nominating. But we know one. It's a scandal. Yeah. No, he's not. He's a voter, not a nominator. Yeah. Who are these old white men? That are running things? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But boy, well, wait till I get to Cleveland and go to that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and come back and tell you how amazing the museum is. Because and the that, new Whitney arm really that was the new Whitney yeah. wing. Whitney because someone was listening to this Listen, broadcast. Because the Country Music Hall of Fame, I've been to that and that's fantastic. I know I want to go to that. I mean, it's in Nashville. It's totally worth it. I guess I am kind of a museum person. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are. I, I know, but I mean, I make a point of like going and I'll go for three or four days. Oh. Hours. <laughs> you get your money's worth. Well, you got it. <laughs> no, but anyway, I would like to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I would like them to get off their scandalous ass and do something with. Well, no do doubt something. you've got music critics that are mostly white men. You do. Yeah. That look you down do. their nose yeah. at certain artists. Well, they need to pull their you know. heads out of their arses. I'll tell you, when that went out the window for me, mm-hmm. it was when ABBA went into the rock and roll. Right. Thing. See, because that's... You just check them in. Okay. That's what I mean. I mean, you've got like seriously legitimate... I mean, it <laughs> okay. is a scandal. Thank you, Donnie, for painting the full perspective You're gonna on that. you going to put them in. Let's open up the field. I agree. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. We'll be right back. You ain't nothing. Well, 
Mama Thornton. I mean... I love this they, song. I know. They put the king of rock and roll in the rock and roll <laughs> thing, but they don't put the lady in who did it originally. Yeah, yeah, what great. A great I know. Isn't that a great Yes, it is. I know it. I do love the image of Elvis having like heard, heard that on the radio or something. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah right? He because he was a big fan of, uh, of black music or R&B yeah. music. He would go to the clubs and he would be the only white guy in there. Yeah, but I just see him yeah. like like everyone, didn't they just listen to the radio back then? Oh, yeah, That's for all sure. there was? Yeah. Sit around? Yeah. Okay, yeah. favorite headline today is um, Tom Cruise learned that internet porn existed from Seth Rogen, as told by Judd Apatow to Hysterical. Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last night. That's uh, a big game of telephone. I know. That is a big game of telephone. <laughs> I like that he spilled it. All right. What else we got? Uh, HBO has ordered The Time Traveler's Wife to be a series. Okay. So this was one of our favorite books when we first started by um, Audrey Niffenegger from Chicago. And she's she was a taxidermist. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, interviewing her. And then she wrote um, the story about the graveyard. Um, I remember the cover. Do you remember what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? With the green vines coming out from the grave. Um, Mm -hmm. Can't remember the name of it. But it was made into a movie. And we were so disappointed with Eric Bana. And Rachel McAdams. Yes. And it was so bad. bad. It was so bad. So I'm excited. I am too. That their HBO will do a good job with it. It was so sexy. It was smart. It, it was, was so fun. Book. It was the that best book. That was the book. buzziest book of, like, did it come out in 2007 or 8? Uh, I feel like 4 or 5. Boy, yeah. I mean, we were right we away. Were early days of the show. Yeah. Okay. And it was so good. It yeah. was so good. The and story the of Claire and Henry and yes. a marriage with the problem. We loved it. And the movie, the you're right. The movie was so, so disapp- disappointing. And I feel like we talked about the book turning into a movie oh, yeah. for a couple of years. We did. And then Eric Banner was just miscast wooden. and wooden, wooden. And there was no chemistry no. between the two. This will be a great HBO yeah, series. I'm, I'm really very excited, excited about mm-hmm. it. All right. Uh, Lauren Hill. She has snagged her first fashion campaign. Oh, very nice. What but is guess it? who it's with? Who? Woolwich. Okay, it's all the more. American yes. outdoor apparel. The yes, classic, it's the from iconic, Minnesota. Yeah. So this is kind of cool. So there's a photo of her wearing the black, the the signature wool, which you know wool print, which is black and red checked. Right. Wearing a coat, and the coat looks really quite gorgeous. Mm. So they're getting, they're really Woolrich is saying we're in fashion. Is she designing? I think she's working with them. Well, tell me if she's designing. If well, she she's is part, part of, the- of the capsule campaign, and I think there's two coats that she helped design. She, she has been designing mm-hmm. her own clothing for the past few years. But so. she's helping Woolrich on yeah. to, to in the, the capsule for 2019. Right. But it says here she did 30 designs. Well, then you read it. <laughs> because you hadn't read it, and then I tried to remember what I read a few hours ago, and I didn't remember reading that part of it, and now you're reading it. She sketched more than 30 jacket designs. But I don't think they used them all. Got it. It's Got a design it. capsule, and there was just a few of few, them. Yes. And she's the face. and She's then- the face. But it's really, that's a big that's saying we're out here and we're fashion for cool people. Yeah, because she's 43. And she's and so the, cool. And Woolrich, it's not like it's inexpensive. You do pay money because that piece right. will last you for a long time. And they're upping their game, game by yeah. putting Lauren Hill yeah. got it, got it. as the face. So you did read the story. I did, Thank but you. I just didn't know how many jackets. Fine. Okay. Uh, Steve Harvey will return to uh, host the 2018 Miss Universe. What do you think you get paid to host a Miss Universe? 
Well, you get to go to a lovely destination. Where do they do that? Bangkok this yeah. year. Yeah. All right, he gets to fly. First sure, class round ticket yeah, I'm sure for everyone must and his get family. Paid. Oh, oh shit. I'm gonna yeah. say to host Miss Universe, it's a twenty five thousand dollars. Maybe for Project Down and Dirty, we're gonna host Mr. and Miss um like Minnesota. Minnesota, but the bodybuilding, the lifters, oh. the weightlifters and oh, stuff. Oh Lori, okay. I know that that was what they were talking about. <laughs> How did you overhear them? You were not supposed to be in on that meeting. They accidentally CC'd you. That'd be kind of fun. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Let us oil you up. Lube services (laughs) over here. I know. Larry, I'm ready to go. I'm going to say Steve Harvey is getting a lot more than $25,000. That's right, because he makes so much money. Yeah, he's getting triple figures to host this. Oh, he is. Oh, I'm sure of it. Why not? I'm sure of it. Uh, The Hoff. He's married. Haley Roberts. Well, he said he was getting married at the end of July. He did. He's been tootling around Italy with his 38-year-old bride. Mm-hmm. He's 66. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not horrible. Okay. He's got a real so bad track years. record. He's got a horrible one. Yeah, but not as bad as Lorenzo Lamas. No. Who will no be one. at number six if he marries again. Oh, man. And he did some unfortunate plastic surgery. Why do I feel kind of ga- glad that the guys also make the bad plastic surgery because decisions? Because it's good. It's good. It's good. Why should the women just make them? Right. Okay. Uh, is Naomi Campbell quietly hiding a secret pregnancy? With her billionaire boy. She's so wealthy, too. Um, Isn't her billionaire boyfriend uh, married? Married. He is married, Lori. He's like Iranian, and he's married. Yeah. Yeah, well, so well, if that's the case, you, you better be it. secretly hiding mm. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, uh, big uh, story in InStyle Magazine. She's on the cover. We posted that. With all due respect, I'm not heartbroken. And we believe her. And she was so glad to get rid of him. And I bet she's real happy when one of her friends saw the sneak preview of the spy who dumped me and called her and said, Justin Thoreau is wildly miscast. He looks like Mila Kunis' father or seedy older Mm. uncle instead of boyfriend. Mm. That's really made her happy. That was my thought when I saw the trailer. I'm like, these two don't look like a couple at all. Right. He did look like her just cheesy, seedy, 10-year-old uncle. Older uncle. Not not, not a boyfriend. (laughs) He Uh looked like her uncle. All right, last one. Serena Williams suffered the worst scoreline loss. She lost 6-1, 6-love. She lost 21 games in a row. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that what? I never knew what a scoreline was. Now Uh I've learned a new tennis term. Uh The Ian Wells Masters or something like that. Yeah, really. She had a cute red long sleeve (sighs) Nike tennis outfit on, though. She's up late with a kid. Worst defeat of her career. You know what I mean? Yep. Okay, we'll see y'all here tomorrow. It's Thursday, don't forget. We've been forgetting all week.